Yeah, Father God, I thank you um, for Jill and for all that you have placed in her and all that you have done through her, Lord. And I pray that as she speaks um, and shares with us today, Lord, that you would just be... Um, that you would be with her and you would give her peace in that, but also that you would help us to hear what you have to say um, to us through her. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So thank you. Thank you, Abs. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that, um, what the kids had to say. That was great. And it wasn't too embarrassing for the mums, was it? I think you came out rather well. So hello, lovely church family. I am delighted to have this opportunity to speak to you today. I'm going to share some of my story and hopefully bring you a few pearls of wisdom that God's laid on my heart. So um, yeah, to introduce myself, hi, I'm Jill. Um, I'm married to Gary. We've got two boys. They are Simon, 24, and Jonathan, 21. And we have an empty nest, so they've both flown the nest, and the pain is real. <laughs> it gives um, other opportunities, though, so they're every cloud. Um, yeah. For 24 years, I was a pastor's wife, but my life's work has been and continues to be that of being a foster mum, which I've always considered to be extreme parenting. <laughs> We had extreme highs and heartbreaking lows and rewards, but also frustrations. So we started this journey when our boys were just three and six years old. They've known little different throughout their lives. Um, We went in at the deep end. So we began with fostering uh, teenagers who were on remand awaiting trial So that was the beginning of our fostering journey. We then went on to have sibling groups, um, lively young boys, some very troubled teenage girls, everything in between from age two. I never had a baby, but we had a two-year-old little lad right up until adulthood. adulthood. Um, 16 in total. And some very special young people have remained part of our family to this day and have made us foster grandparents, which effectively means we're just grandparents because our our little ones are lovely and they call us nanny and granddell, so that's great. Um, Yeah, for the last nine years, though, we've had the great pleasure of offering respite to families that have got children with disabilities and complex needs. Um, This has been a great joy. We've got two new this year that I'm really looking forward to introducing to you guys. Yeah, two, two new ones to our family. And just to say thank you, really. Thank you for welcoming our special little visitors. This is a great church family to welcome them into, and it's been lovely to, to be able to do that. Oh, I meant to say, as I began, can I do a shout-out to my two favourite mums? So, hello if you're watching, Pat Webb and... Our weeks. That's my mum and Gary's mum. We really wouldn't be who we are today without them, would we? So thank you and happy Mother's Day to them. Um, I never imagined that I would be and become a professional parent. So, so trained to work in an insurance office and had little experience of children, apart from the fact that I was one for a bit. Um, Gary and I very much believe, though, that this was a calling of God, much the same way as being church leaders has been a, a calling of God. We've been stretched to our limits, but it's turned out to be a perfect fit for us. 
There are many verses in the Bible that really reveal God's heart, that he has a heart for fostering. They range from welcoming the stranger into your home to caring for orphans. But my favourite is found in the Psalms. So this is Psalm 68, verse 5, and it says this. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God, whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. That's my fostering verse. But I also love the teaching that Jesus gives in Matthew 25. And these verses, I'm going to read from verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. They say nothing truly prepares you for being a parent until you actually get started. Well, we have our romantic notions, don't we, about how things are going to turn out how well our children are going to behave in the supermarket. But the real reality is rather different. So I think I was less prepared than most for this role. My first baby was due to be born in February. Um, I had a demanding job in the insurance office. Pregnancy exhaustion caused me to take maternity leave just a bit earlier than planned. And I commenced that leave the week before Christmas. So I had a plan. And my plan was this, that I would relax for Christmas and let others take the Christmas train. That was how I thought things would work out. And then begin in earnest in January, baby shopping. For reasons still unclear to us and all concerned, a small but healthy baby boy was born to a surprised and shocked mum and dad on the 23rd of December. We had nothing. We had nothing ready, and we literally had nothing, not even a turkey, because we were off for Christmas, but that didn't happen. So this brings me to my first pearl of wisdom. Expect the unexpected, or be prepared not to be prepared. So, control freak here. I admit it. This can lead to an uncomfortable life. There are things that do need to be controlled, in parenting particularly. Um, We really ought to have controlled certain things. I'll leave you to decide what those things are. Um, But parenting has shown me that there's very little that you can predict, (laughs) particularly around your kids, and them turning up two months early was the beginning of all of that, our first angel. There's really a lot that we can't control (laughs) For our well-being, um, we need to learn to go with that and take everything in our stride. Yeah, and I quite like a rhyme, a bit like Carol does. And this one always stays with me. We must just trust. Simple as. God's got this. He's got us. He actually knows the day the baby will arrive. Thank goodness. Um, And he knows what's around the next corner. He knows what that baby will grow up to be 
and to do and who, who they'll be. He'll know where life will take us and where life will take them. So this verse is great, isn't it? We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Thank goodness for that. That's in Proverbs 16, verse 9. Peace of mind right there in that verse. Our Heavenly Father has got it all under control. God is full of surprises, and living for him is a great adventure. So let's be willing to surrender the unknown things of life to God, the one that knows all things. Living for him allows us that confidence, doesn't it? To watch and see how life will unfold, knowing that it's all in his loving hands, the all-knowing God. So that's my first pearl. My second pearl. Don't attempt without the Holy Spirit. And that's not just parenting, that's anything. So... No best friend, no husband, no support group, no therapist, no, not even a 24-hour helpline can be with you constantly, can be there at every moment of the parenting of life. But Jesus, by his Holy Spirit, in some wonder, wondrous way, walks beside you and is even inside you. And no one loves your child more than you do, if that is indeed possible, other than the creator of that child, the one that designed them, the one that crafted them, the one that has invested so much into that child. And they walk beside you, Jesus, by his Holy Spirit, and he's inside you to, to do this journey with you. And over the years, I've relied so much on the Holy Spirit. Wisdom. We're talking about wisdom today. I think that's the top thing. Wisdom to make the right choices. It's so hard to make those choices. And they don't come with a manual, do they? And we have to make decisions for them every day. For the wisdom to make the right choices, the Holy Spirit. For the courage to carry out those choices. And for the strength to see it through. All of those things have helped me so much in my role as a parent and a foster parent. The supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit are vital. They've got such a practical purpose. I'm sure you've found that in every walk of life as well, in your professional life, in your family and in your faith, that the, the, fruit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit have meant so much. So mums have got eyes in the back of their head, right? Yeah, that's the, Holy, that's the Holy Spirit. You know, knowing what you need to know, I think discernment is so important. And um, being able to just order my thoughts, take a breath and think, you know, what's right here? And that's what I feel has been given to me by God. And so that was the gifts, the fruits of the Spirit. These surely were made for mums. <laughs> so love, joy and peace obviously, are going to be helpful as a mum. Love, joy, peace. Goodness, kindness, gentleness, I need those in abundance. But these three, faithfulness, patience, self-control, yeah, thank you for those fruits. My prayer is that you would be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit, that you would know his supernatural gifts, and that you would grow and bear fruit, the fruits of the Spirit. 
But even more than the gifts, even more than the fruits, it's just Jesus' constant presence, the intimacy of walking with him moment by moment, day by day. There's no need to attempt parenting alone, so don't try. He's with you. But the Holy Spirit is given to empower us for works of service, right? To serve God. Hmm. So this is my third pearl. Recognize that you are about God's business. This is God's mission. You've been entrusted with molding and shaping a tiny human. Wow. That human made in God's image. You have his love to do that. And he was designed by God. So by loving and caring for and nurturing that that child, that little person, you're about God's business, absolutely. And he's equipped you for that. And with his help and with the tools that he's given you, you're building God's kingdom. So once I was at a conference and we were asked to meditate on, to kind of learn the skill of meditation, and we were asked to meditate on everyday objects. So stay with me on this. I was given a a tube of hand cream, quite luxurious hand cream that I probably wouldn't have chosen to buy for myself. And we were applying the hand cream and waiting on what God was going to say. So I clearly heard him say this, and it stayed with me to this day, because this was years ago. Um, so to look at my hands and to realise that every day I use these hands for some fairly repetitive and basic and mundane activities. So making the beds, preparing meals, wiping bottoms, hopefully not at the same time as preparing meals, but needs must sometimes when you're caught out. So these hands have been used a lot and have been busy. And it all can seem quite mundane, as I said, and repetitive. But God clearly spoke to me, and I love these moments when he said, these hands are being used to serve me, to welcome children into your home, to welcome people, to care for people, to love people. And as you do that, you're serving me. Um, And I will take care of those hands. Use your hands to take care of these little ones and I will take care of your hands even with luxury hand cream so Clarins you know thank you Lord for Clarins hand cream other hand creams are available (laughs) so you're serving Jesus himself as you bring up these children mums and going back to that passage in Matthew that I read um, it says in there clearly that Whatever we do for the least, we do for him. So not only is he equipping me to serve children, he's working through me as I do that. As I do that, I'm serving him, actually. And even if it's just me and the child in the room and the toilet, probably, um, Jesus is there, and it's him that I am expressing love and worship to in doing just those daily tasks every day. So my last pearl... It's just to say that it's so worth it and keep going. So with my last pearl, I want to encourage you so much to keep at it. Keep doing the great job that you're doing, even though it's exhaustificating at times. And that is definitely a word I learned from my mum. So thank you for that, mum. <laughs> that wisdom. 
exhaustificating. Lots of strange words I learned from her as well, I think, other ones. It counts for all the ways that we serve God. You know, I've gone on and on about being a mum, because as I've said, that's my life's work. But you all serve God in different ways, in different fields, in professional places, in the home, in the neighbourhood. And everything we do is so worth it. And we're told not to grow weary of and lose heart, aren't we? We will be weary. You know, that comes with the territory and exhausted. But nothing's wasted that we do. We, we, so often we've had to say goodbye to foster children. They've only been on loan to us for such a short time. Just precious weeks sometimes, maybe months. Um, and we had to get used to the idea that we don't hold back with the love that we share, the love that we shower on those children. They need that. It's part of the building blocks. Doesn't the science say they've looked inside the brain and seen that only by loving children in their formative years do they make those connections that help their brains to develop? And so truly, science has proven that our love isn't wasted. Nothing is wasted, short time or long. However long these children are entrusted to us, it's of eternal value, the love that we shower on them. And we mustn't hold back. Whatever the cost is, God makes up for that. He cares for us. Whatever we give out, the love and the effort, none of it's wasted. And remember that audience of one. Whatever we see, we do that's unseen, he sees If nobody else does, it's worthwhile. A wisdom from a fridge magnet. So I have a fridge magnet on my fridge that keeps bringing me back to the basics and grounding me. And the title is Priorities, but it goes on to say, In 100 years' time, nobody will care how much money you earned. But the world may be a different place because you were important in the life of a child. Parenting is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful expression of God's love. And I love watching, I love watching you mums and dads and parents. And it's great to have you all together today. You know, that's just such a blessing. Um, you're doing a great job. You're amazing. And I'm your cheerleader. So, you know, keep, keep going. It's not always plain sailing, but nothing that's really worth it ever is. So keep going. Keep doing God's mission. Do it with the Holy Spirit's help, not without. Expect the unexpected and enjoy the ride. Well done. I'm going to pray to close and then I think I'm handing back to Abs. So Lord Jesus, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for this church family. I thank you for the mums, for the dads, for the carers, for the friends, for the co-workers for each person here that that loves and cares for the person beside them. Thank you, Lord, for all that caring, all that loving, and all that building of your kingdom that happens here and in the lives of the people gathered here. So, Lord, I pray that they will all be filled to overflowing with the fullness of your love, with your Holy Spirit, the, the gifts and the fruits, and, Lord, that they will be blessed beyond measure, that the mums today will be blessed and touched by your love. In Jesus' name, amen.